I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. You're about to listen to a Sue Clinch production. I should warn you, the following is not suitable for children. There's a lot of fucking swearing and stuff. To be honest, it's deeply inappropriate. And I actually think pretty fucking rude. Enjoy the show. Hope it gives you some comfort. I am a man. And a man is who I am. I Hello, my beautiful darlings. Welcome to Anna Man's Bedtime Anecdote. Hello to you, my blessed sweet, sweet potatoes. My troubled tubers, my dirty carrots. Darling, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? We're all stuck in the ground. Grounded, aren't we, darlings? Absolutely grounded, thanks to this horrific virus, this blight that has taken the world in its, quite frankly, cunty clutches. Bless all of us vegetables here in lockdown, our heads in the soil, our ass in the air, praying death doesn't bum us, as they say. And what I would say to all of you, remember, darling, remember that vegetables have to spend a lot of time in the soil before they can grow to their full uh, girth. And one day, one day, a rabbit will hop along and have you for its dinner. I hope that this is helping. I really do. I'm not sure. Now, some of you may be wondering, what's going on? Who is this woman? Why is she assaulting my ears? Well, I am Anna Mann, my darlings. Actress, singer, welder, gotta have a backup, siren of the stage and screen. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I was cut from most things. I was actually in the original, 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 original production of The Lion King. I played the elephant's fanny. Completely inappropriate. Had to be taken out. Now, like many of you, I'm struggling with self-isolation. In fact, I don't mean this to be arrogant, but I think probably a lot worse than most of you because I can't perform. And I live to perform, to feel the stage beneath my feet or indeed under my head. Some of you may remember my infamous Upside Down Macbeth, where the actors performed glued to the ceiling and sadly the show had to be cut short when Macbeth's dagger slipped out of his fingers and into the left bollock of someone on the front row, a tragedy made only worse by the actor in his questionable decision to apologise by saying, Butterfingers! No, but quite frankly, I am going absolutely mad. I'm stuck here with my best friend Sue Clinch. She's not well, bless her. I don't know if you know her. She's not well. This whole experience is making her worse. She's not eating any fruit at all. I keep saying, Sue, darling, you must eat some fruit. She said, I'm eating fruit. I'm always eating fruit. This is a fruit. I said, darling, that's not a fruit. She said, yes, it is. It's a fruit. I said, Sue, that's an egg. 
She said, no, it's not. It's a fruit. I said, well, try biting into it. She did. Just shell just stuck into her gums for weeks. It was horrible. It was horrible. She's not well. Anyway, sad times. We're here locked down together. We're in lockdown together in a sort of one-bed house. Um, I say one-bed house. What I mean is, long story, but essentially we were visiting my daughter Mahogany, sat out in the garden, oiling my head, when Sue comes bounding up to me. There's a lockdown! Get inside! She cries. She shoves me into my granddaughter Lemon's, well, her wending house, and glues the door shut with her own saliva. She's got this horribly sticky saliva. So anyway, we're stuck here in the fucking Wendy house. I'm not sure if people know we're here or not. We've been screaming for days. I think Mahogany might have an idea, but she's just pretending we're not. She's she's awful. She really is. She doesn't look after me at all, you know. Luckily, there is no floor to the Wendy house, so Sue's been scavenging for earthworms, which are surprisingly yummy. Anyway, yes, I can see the house through the window. Mahogany's in there with Mum. Mum's in there. She kept hugging me, you know, when things were first kicking off. And I thought for a moment, oh, God, that's so sweet, bless you. That's so sweet. She's never hugged me, you see. And I thought then finally she's come to realise, you know, how much she loves me. She's hugging me. And then I realised she was just hoping she could pass on the virus to me. She's an awful woman. She really is. You might have read my autobiography, Mummy Won't Buy Me a Horse. And, of course, the sequel, Mummy Did Buy Me a Horse, but then she shot it. Anyway, she's in the house with Hog and my granddaughter Lemon, Poor Anna and Sue still got another night in here. But, as we say, if life gives you shit, you make shit pies, which Sue keeps trying to get me to eat, but I'm not stooping that far. Now, by the way, I should say apologies for my blue language earlier. This isn't for kids, we've made that clear, but, you know, some of you may object. I know I did use a word. I'm going to repeat the word now. Cover your ears if you don't like it. The word was cunty. Okay, that's cunty. Now, a lot of people are very offended by that word, but I would like to point out it was actually Bill Shakes, Shakespeare himself, who first used the word. So it does have some historic value. If memory serves me right, I think it was first used in Antony and Cleopatra, in the infamous line, Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your cunty ears. But no, if the word did offend you, I apologise, and I suggest you pretend that I said auntie. Because, of course, for many people, it means more or less the same thing. There are few good aunts, as the saying goes, but plenty of pervy uncles. God, what will Bill Shakes think of this situation? You know what? In all honesty, I'm glad he's dead, so he doesn't have to go through this. I'm glad you're dead, Bill. Love you, kid. Hope you're all right up there. Anyway, I'm waffling. Now, the point is, this is going to be a bit longer than usual. I'm hoping to keep to five minutes, and I've already fucked that. Anyway, my plan is I thought I could tell you a lovely little anecdote from the past every night to cheer you up and get you through this absolute hell on earth. Some of these stories are old stories you may have heard before, perhaps on stage, perhaps in my usual podcast, talking to actors, and some of them are brand new. Now, I thought I'd start briefly talking, and forgive me if this is a little close to the bone, about death itself. Now, death is a real problem, and it is something that scares me, I won't lie, but... You know, cry not for me, Venezuela, as I sang in the famous rip-off of Evita. I'm not too worried, and I tell you why, because I'd like to talk briefly about my days as resident corpse in Horby City, which I played for ten years. You've probably seen me on it, often on a stretcher, normally covered with a sheet, just one right foot dangling out from under the sheet. I do have a particularly attractive right foot, and it's just a bit of eye candy for the necrophiliacs, you know. But eventually, I did get to play a doctor, very briefly, very briefly, oh so briefly, but it was wonderful to finally get that opportunity. I was so grateful, I really was. 
I detail it in my fourth autobiography, From a Corpse to a Doctor, A Life in Holby. I only had one scene and one line. Nurse! That's all I had, but I played it, you know, I, I completely drilled down into that part. I gave it my all. I essentially was a doctor. I'd done so much research just to get that like Nurse! You know, that by the end I could do anything that any doctor could do, more or less. Or at least I could look like I was doing it. You know, I borrowed Lemon's um, doctor's kit. And I really got good with it, especially with a plastic stethoscope. Anyway, I film my scene, you know, Nurse! Very good, very good. And I'm, you know, just walking off. And they said, darling, you're going to have to hang around. We might have to use you later, you know, for pickups and stuff. I said, really? Fuck. But I've done it. And they said, well, you know, we'll come back to you in a bit, probably. I was like, oh, God. And I said, well, really, do I have to wait around? Because, you know, it's not an emergency exactly, but Sue Clinch has just found a bottle of Cinzano in a skip. So, you know, I do want to get back if I can, if that's all right. But they said, no, you're going to have to hang around. Sorry. All right, fine. Anyway. We weren't filming in the studio for this, bizarrely. We were just filming in part of a real hospital. Now, as anyone will tell you, 90% of acting is waiting. 10% is masturbation. I'd tired of that, so I was very bored waiting around. I went for a little wander. I thought, well, they'll find me if they need me. Keeping in character, of course. Once I'm in character, I will not break character, except for a poo. So off I go into the part of the hospital that is functioning, you know, where people are working. I'm sorry, I know this seems very close to the bone at the minute, but, you know. Anyway, I wander into that bit, uh, just looking around, you know, still in character. Someone runs up to me. Doctor, you're needed in surgery. Fuck, I cry. You know, I'm in costume, obviously. All right, I say, you know. And there was that moment where I thought, should I break character? But I will not break character. I will not break character. So he drags me into an operating theatre. There's this chap lying there on the bed, you know, with his... Well, before I know it, I'm knuckle-deep into his guts, you know. No idea what I'm doing, but I'd done my research. Well, at least I watched Carry On Doctor. And I'm there, you know, I pull this, tuck that, tie that together, and somehow it works. I get it exactly right. Sew him up again, and then he's good as new. And I was really chuffed, you know. They gave me a proper rap. To be honest, I got more applause than I do on the stage. And I actually carried on doing that for about six weeks till someone suddenly stopped and went, hang on a minute, isn't that the elephant's fanny from The Lion King? They rumbled me and I just legged it, you know. Luckily, I've, they've never found me out, so I think I got away with that. But it was a real pisser because I was making fucking shitloads of cash. So there you go. That's tonight's story, my time in Holby City and as a, a surgeon. And the reason I mention this is because I do so support the NHS right now. As the French say, vive la NHS. What's French for NHS? Um, hang on. Oh, la NHS. So, well done. Um, in all seriousness, a big shout out to all those incredible doctors, nurses, porters, cleaners, anyone who's doing their bit. And, of course, all the wonderful volunteers. I will be, once I get out of this fucking Wendy house, I will be volunteering myself. I think it's incredible what you're doing, and I think the recent crisis really just shows how incredibly important the NHS is, and I really hope when things go back to normal, and they will, my darlings, they will, I really hope that we don't keep fucking it up, and we give it the respect it's due, and we build a frigging series of statues to all the wonderful doctors and nurses who have done such an incredible job. So God bless you. Love you. Love you all. 
That's all for tonight. I hope my little anecdote, bedtime anecdote, brought a little smile to your face. I will hopefully be posting one of these every single night. Any requests, do send them my way on Twitter, Animan Actress, or you can actually email Comedian at gmail.com if you want. Fuck it. There you go. You can have it. And you can also, of course, listen to my regular podcast, Talking to Actors with Animan, every Wednesday. I've lost a fuck ton of work thanks to what's going on. So if you could help spread the word, review it, listen, anything, the more people listen, the more pennies I get from adverts, basically. I also have a Patreon. If you Google patreon.com, look for Talking to Actors, you'll find me. If you can donate a little bit, that would be lovely. And you'll get in return a little bonus content, some fun little things there. Anyway, I hope this has helped. Speak tomorrow, my darlings. Hopefully, Hog will let me in the house at last. Oh, Christ. Good luck to you all, darlings. Keep up the good fight. Love you. Bye. That was a Sue Clinch production. I hope you enjoyed it. Anna's going to be doing one every fucking night. Uh, Please do listen to her regular podcast. Talking to actors every Wednesday, starting again uh, soon. And if you want to be a Patreon, then do it. Go on Patreon. Look up Talking to Actors, Anna Man. Give us a quid. We're fucking starving here. Also, you can follow Anna and Colin on Twitter. Colin O Comedy, Anna Man Actress, Instagram, Facebook. You know what to do. All right. Take care of each other. Uh, we'll get through this together. Great Big Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.